Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Okay, I think we are rolling. We are recording. Yes, numbers are moving. Uh, welcome back to Know Thyself Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm here with Daniel Powinski. Hello. And I am uh, Eduardo Manteca. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, today we'll be talking about the seventh hermetic principle, which is gender. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and sort of take a deep dive into what they mean about gender and how there is gender in all things that surround us. But yeah. I know, Daniel, you can get a little more specific on this topic. So here we go. Perfect, man. Well, you, um, like always, great introduction because um, that is correct. Gender, we're going to find gender in everything. Um, so that's going to be really important as we're kind of moving forward and really kind of defining what gender is and really kind of looking past just what human gender is and really just looking at these positive and these negative aspects. Um, so in essence, everything has male and female principles. So gender is going to manifest on all planes of existence. Um, and it's also going to kind of coexist with something we've talked about f um, in previous episodes, especially on the episode about the brain, um, but the masculine and feminine aspects of the human mind. And that's, again, what we were kind of speaking of when we were discussing the neocortex. So if you guys can remember from that episode, we were talking about the triune brain, which was the R-complex, which was that base reptilian brain. And then we had the limbic system where you process emotions. And then on that top half, the top part was the neocortex. And the neocortex is broken up into two different spheres, two different sections. And you have the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that is very familiar to our students, whether they studied occult or not. This is very much um, de-occulted knowledge. But just to kind of go over that again, because we're going to really address the human mind, and then we're going to kind of take this a little bit further than the human mind. But that left brain side, that human brain side, that's really going to concentrate on more of your intellect, like colors, black and white, logic, analytical thought, linear thought, um, linear process, mathematics is going to be on that left side of the brain. And then that right side of the brain, which is considered the feminine side, that's really where creativity is going to come from, intuitive thought, um, art is going to come from that. You can kind of think of colors. The other one was, you know, um, black and white. Right brain is going to be kind of like your whole color wheel. And this is really going to give us a holistic side. So this is really going to be the whole picture where the left side is really going to kind of give you a breaking down of the parts. And again, these are really, really important when it comes down to the knowledge of knowing thyself, because just like we've been talking about, it's all about getting that middle path. So it's about kind of lighting up both hemisphere, both sides of those hemispheres as much as you can possibly do and getting that balance. And again, that's what the Buddhism middle path is all about. So um, one thing we really kind of want to address right up front is... Um, what we're dealing with here. So what these this law of gender is, is we're really talking about two different forces. So two different forces, um, and the male is going to be the positive charge, and the female is going to be the negative charge. And one thing we really want to address right off the part, uh, 
the beginning is this does not mean good or bad. It doesn't mean that the male side is good or that the male side is bad. This is just a more of a directional flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we really want to keep that in our mindset. So this is a directional flow. So male energy, male energy pushes outward outside of itself and female energy is going to draw energy into itself. Okay. So male penetrates, female absorbs and almost assimilates. So male energy penetrates, female absorbs and assimilates. Okay. So you can see this example in the physical realm with procreation. Okay. Male energy, the male phallus, the penis is going to penetrate the female, which is considered the chalice or the vagina, and it absorbs and assimilates that energy. So we see this energy on the physical realm in physical sex, but it's also going to make itself present in every other aspect. We are just almost a myriad, almost like a Again, as above, so below, we're a picture of the universe. So this is just us participating in this universal process. But this process is much bigger than just talking about our procreation with human beings. So again, that male penetrates and the female is going to absorb and assimilate. Okay. So um, when we're talking about male energy in this aspect, we're really talking about the will or the conscious side of your brain. So the conscious side of your brain is the one that you are thinking of right now as you're listening to this podcast, okay? That is what's consciously on your brain right now, okay? So the problem with the conscious brain is it's very powerful, but it only makes up about like 10% of what's happening in your brain right now. Your subconscious is doing so much work from grabbing up all the information in the surrounding area, as well as manifesting what is going to happen to you for and further in life. So either attracting or repelling events and activities that are coming up to you in the future. Um, and it's also kind of like the storing of all information that you do. So this is really important when you're kind of thinking about, because the subconscious brain never turns off, but we're just not consciously aware of it. So like when you walk into a room, you might see everything that's in the room. You just might not be consciously aware of it. So if I came up to you later on, and was just like, hey, what color was that shirt that was in the closet that was the only one on the hanger? You consciously might not be like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I really noticed what that shirt was. Subconsciously, you actually did. You picked up on that image because it only takes a millisecond for your subconscious to process. And it's always processing information. So your subconscious is always working. So really what we're going to be talking about today is how do you use that conscious side of your brain to almost impregnate that female side of your brain with what you want to accomplish in this life. Um, and again, we, we, that's why we kind of work through this whole process of like love and the higher order of thinking and really the higher order of wanting for the betterment of all. Um, so we can actually know what we want to impregnate the female side with. Okay. So again, remember that male side really is that penetrating energy and the female absorbs and assimilates. So really what we're really talking about is why this is so important for self-discovery and self-knowledge and knowing thyself is because we want to get to the part where we're going to use the male energy, which is the human will. And we want to use that to almost make an impression onto the subconscious of what we want and what we desire. Okay. And what we desire is love and freedom and a larger understanding of ourselves and our environment. So Using that male will, male will to actually 
like they say, impregnate into the female consciousness, and then the female consciousness gives birth to that, and we either see that manifest internally in ourselves or externally in our environment. But it's all about using that male will to, again, impregnate that female conscious, the subconscious side. So really, um, this is just really just dealing with, again, when when you have people who like talk about like the secret and the law of attraction, this is what that's all about. It's always just about impregnating that, that feminine side to be able to attract what you want into your life. Um, and again, you don't really want to why we kind of went over the whole idea of love and truth and sovereignty is because this really isn't for material things. We really want to attract into our life, again, love, the expansion of consciousness, and a better understanding of ourselves and each other. It's not really for like, oh, I, I, I want a new car, so that's what I'm going to envision, even though it will work in that process. But again, when we learned about cause and effect this last week, we understand that there's going to be a cause to, there's going to be effect to anything that we put into cause. So that's, so this is really getting back to that causality. This is how you make changes in your actual physical life. So one of the, um, we had a lot of good responses about last week's podcast when we were talking about cause and effect. And one of them was, was how do I put causes into motion? Well, this is how you do it. You're going to take the image you want and you're actually going to impregnate that feminine side of your brain. So your brain, your subconscious brain could actually start attracting these events these processes and this understanding that you're looking for into your life. Um, so that's really kind of what we're looking at. And this is why the human will is so important. And this is something that the new age movement um, has kind of led people astray on because what we're dealing with here is the sacred feminine, which is that female side and the divine masculine. And what we're seeing in a, the new age movement is really kind of a push off of the divine masculine and they're really saying, you know, really just focusing on that that divine, the sacred feminine. And it's really important that you actually use the will to get this stuff moving and to actually get to put this stuff into action. Because if you never put it into action and you just sit around and just think about what you want all day, but you don't do the action to actually pull those events to you, it's never going to happen, right? So this is, again, why my 500th reference to the wizard of Oz. This is why the lion has two songs in the wizard of Oz. Cause he was all about finding your will, getting that action and actually making that happen. Okay. So it's very important that we, we, we collapse the waves with our will to make sure that our subconscious can actually manifest the reality that we're really trying to pull into ourselves and to like the shared aggregate environment that we find ourselves in. So that's kind of really what we're going to be focusing on and kind of trying to break down today. Um, and then we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit more of a conversation about what that divine masculine is and what that sacred feminine is. Um, but again, this is something that we have both of these energies inside of us at all times. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of talking about how there's almost just like misconception today about this, but this is something you don't have to reject it because it's masculine energy. You don't have to reject it because it's feminine energy. It doesn't really have anything to do with your physical gender because both of us were andronious. We have both of these energies inside us at both times. It's again, it's just that whole balancing act, which this whole life is about and creating that balance in that middle path. So, so, um, so yeah, let's, um, let's kind of go in a little bit deeper because it's really fascinating when you look at sacred feminine and divine masculine. Um, 
and where we kind of see these energies, okay? So you've seen this energy, um, again, we've talked about in movies where the sacred feminine is gonna kind of show up and the divine masculine. Um, and we've also are gonna see it in like architecture all around the world, okay? And this is just gonna show you that these principles are not, they're, they're not new, right? There's nothing new under the sun. So even when we look at classic architecture and even architecture that's come up in the United States in the recent our young history that's under 300 years old. Um, this is why you have temples and this is how you, why you also have the obelisk, which is in America, we recognize that as the Washington monument. And that's that strong protruding. Um, I think it's like white or gray. I don't know. I'm a bad American. I should know what color it is, but, um, but that's literally representing, and you can see these in Egypt. There's one in France. There's one in Great Britain. They're all around the world. Um, and what this actually represented is that male penetrating energy. And then the temple, or even like the capital, is that female assimilating energy that gives birth to the manifestation that the will imposes on it. Okay. So all you really want to do is um, you really want to be able to impose on your subconscious what you want. And when you ever like, if anybody's ever been a study of like ritual magic, um, this is all ritual magic is, and this is all what a mantra is. You go through that whole ritual, all you're doing in a ritual, whether it's you're doing a ritual in your bedroom or the social engineers are doing a ritual at a Super Bowl halftime and show, all they're doing is impregnating your subconscious mind with ideas that you will manifest into your life. So this is why when you see people doing ceremonial magic, they have a certain amount of candles they use magic wands, okay? This is why they have um, sigils, okay? This is why a magician will use a sigil. This is also why a co corporation will use a sigil, right? McDonald's has a sigil. It's the golden arches, okay? You see that image and you don't even have to think about what McDonald's is. Your subconscious already knows what that is because it's a sigil. You've seen it so many times. And this is why they'd only have to flash a sigil or a logo at you really quickly, and it will just shoot into your mind. And you might not even be consciously aware of it, but later on in the day, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm hungry for that kind of food. Um, it's probably because you maybe saw that logo or something like that earlier in the day. Um, and a magician uses a sigil for the same exact thing. It's just to impregnate that subconscious with that idea. So this is exactly what we're talking about in Christianity too. This is what the um, virgin birth is about with Mary. Okay. Mary is the subconscious. Okay. And the subconscious is like your connection to the all knowing. Okay. This is what the all saying I is all about. This is your subconscious. Okay. This is why in the Bible, when Mary hears that she's impregnated, the angel comes to her and it actually doesn't even go to Joseph. I think it's like Luke 126. The angel goes to Mary to let her know that she's born with the Christ's son. Okay, and this is all about because this is like your direct connection. So when people are in like a deep meditation or when you have insight about information that you weren't previously aware of or something, something all of a sudden holistically you see a bigger picture, this is that subconscious and you're almost like connecting to that realm. Your conscious is really about the five sense reality and staying alive. Subconscious, again, is dealing with the bigger aspects, the holistic aspects, and really about like the universal connection with everything. Okay, so... Both of these sides are very important, and you can really see, um, even in like our worldview, when we were talking about imbalances between these, 
If you're in balance between one and the other, there is negative ramifications and negative effects that happen. So one side is not better than the other, but you want to make sure that you're balanced in between them. So um, again, so sacred feminine is, um, that's an energy that you will see in movies. Um, you see sacred feminine characters. You see divine masculine. This is usually going to be like your hero is going to have both of these factors. But certain individuals on the way to that journey will represent certain aspects of this as well. Um, and you also can see where the social engineers work to destroy these ideas. Okay, we've had a destruction of these energies in our society over the last probably a couple hundred years that have really been amped up. Um, so there's a ritual um, that's from way beyond, beyond the times from even before the Freemasons, which is about the divine feminine, the sacred feminine. And that's where the feminine will actually be seen wearing black to red to white. And that shows going from uncertainty to purity. And it's a very important thing. So if you have the chance, um, Florence and the Machine, there's a music video. Um, what is that Florence and the Machine song? That really powerful one. You you know it. Um, well, there's the dog days. Not the dog not days. The dog days. Um, it's, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember this name right now. Uh, you showed it to me in your car like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she understands these principles. Right, right. But in this, in this episode, uh, okay, well, come to me. But in this in this um, video, um, she goes from that process. She goes from the black to the red. And then at the end of it, she escapes it, which is actually like a hedonistic, dark occult sexual ritual that she finds herself in. Um, and at the end of it, she's in white back in nature, like climbing trees. And it actually shows like graduating from that hedonistic view to a more holistic one. Um, but if you watch MTV in reality, like when their reward shows, anytime there's a new female singer, they will start that ritual. And again, they've kind of got exposed for this. So they're not really doing this as much anymore. But a lot of times if there's a new young female singer, they'll actually start her in white. Her next outfit change will be in red. And then the final outfit change will be in black to show the inversion of the sacred feminine. And this is really done as a destruction. This is why all the young singers and actresses will go through this crazy period, like with Lindsay Lohan and all those other individuals that kind of came before her, Britney Spears, where they put up this image of the feminine and then they destroy it. And this is a psyops attack on the feminine to kind of destroy the sacred feminine. And on the counterpart, we're seeing the same thing with the divine masculine. Um, that strong male energy of strength, confidence, dignity, um, even direction and focus has almost been replaced recently. And the divine masculine is actually as seen as we're almost, they've almost replaced it with like the college fraternity bro. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I, I hate that energy. Um, because this is not really that energy. So we almost have like this dumbed down male aspect. And even like when you watch commercials, um, watch how stupid the male adult is in commercials. Like a male adult in a commercial can't even do the laundry without breaking something. 
he can't do anything. Like the male adult is always, the female's always telling him what to do, but he's like this weak, broken individual. And again, it's kind of an advertising thing to kind of appeal to women. Um, but again, it's a programming thing. So we really want to be kind of aware of this stuff and get back to these essences and really learning what the sacred feminine is and what the divine masculine is. Um, and then noticing what their kind of their inversion is as well. So the sacred venom feminine, that energy that we really want to protect and really, um, the part of the side we want to really kind of, um, embody in ourselves is that sacred feminine energy re represents selflessness the energy for doing good, so charity, humility, compassion, patience, empathy, understanding, flow. This is all divine energy. This is energy that we really want to embody in ourselves. Um, and that divine masculine, again, I kind of said it before, but strength, confidence, assertiveness, endurance, dignity, focus, reason, direction, standing up for when you need to actually physically stand up for yourself. Um, this whole idea of you know, um, we can't do anything to battle the evil on this earth. It's like, well, no, that's where your divine masculine comes in. And that's where you actually take action to protect these natural rights. Right. And so we can see the inversion of these as well. Um, and you see it like the sacred feminine, the inversion of the sacred feminine is going to be selfishness, jealousy, impatient, blame, despair, uh, depression, victimhood. This is all the negative aspects of the sacred feminine. Negative aspects of the the divine masculine is that toxic masculinity, right? That idea that uh, almost like anywhere you go, it's like a ruler contest with the other guy that's there when really you should just be connecting with this individual, you know? Um, weak, self-loathing, anger, recklessness, domination, unstable, okay? So we can see where this stuff even manifests on larger aspects, like in our communities and even in our nations, right? We can see where these these uh, aspects are inverted. So really, we're really kind of trying to understand what these essences are and understand why you want to use these essences to manifest the changes we really want. And we're not going to really make any of these changes if we have weak women and weak men. Um, we're not going to make any of the changes. We're going to be just kind of led astray and kind of directed where they want us to go. Um, so it's just really important that we um, have an understanding of these energies, how they work within us, and how we can kind of use our will to, again, impregnate the subconscious with the manifestations we want. So this is where that whole causality comes into place. This is why we learned all about polarity. Um, again, all these lessons are building on top of each other. But this is why we're here, and this is why we're in the spot we're in. Oh, yeah, well said. I mean, one thing that if you if you're a new listener, and then I'll say it for you, and if you've been listening, but walking that middle path. And so, one of the the things that Daniel and I have discussed about with gender roles, especially in this with this hermetic principle, is understanding the duality of each role as well. So in this case, there's gender in everything, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. But one thing Daniel is explaining is the divine masculine, and then there's the idea of aggro. So those two things are both embedded within the male energy, but sometimes you're programmed to think that if you are just one gender, you are the negative side of that energy, which in this case would be aggro which is why it's harder and harder for males right now in this political climate to even have a word to say because most people are focused on that negative aspect of that gender um, energy. And that's not 
completely true. So therefore, the good men who are raised by, in this case, like uh, an idea of the yin and the yang, but good men raised by powerful women, women have taught men how to think and how to be loving and how to be caring while still letting them be the gender they are, meaning a masculine, uh, the divine masculine that is, but they don't even know how to come up or at least confront a situation with a good will or good heart is what I've noticed because they're afraid of already being prosecuted based on the idea that just being a male is toxic. And that's really dangerous. This is where, again, know thyself. We're just trying to give you the foundations of what these principles are so you can learn where it's been split into two and one of those sides have been sort of pressed onto you to think this is how it's supposed to be. It even happens with females. I was telling my fiance, we were we were discussing about this and and she's she understands sometimes that there's a threat with other females that she's been around um and situations and social situations with where they want to take a stance for what they believe is right in regards to say an oppression or the idea of oppression and they lose the sensibility of all the greatness that females have i mean females have always been in my opinion and as you learn these principles the feminine uh the sacred feminine is something that it's just as daniel was talking about earlier the womb is just the most sacred thing on this planet as far as a mimicking or a mirror of what we can do like the universe can do in us in a sense of producing and why would you take yourself from that beautiful position and downgrade because society is telling you you need to stand up for what's right and then of course you should stand up for what's right but don't do it in a way where you lose the essence or the qualities that you were born with to prove a point that you can also be the ceo of a building that's fine but let let idiots be the ceo of that building if if it's really a battle between like you know, you making a point that you can do it too. And, or I want to change the principles of that company. So like, go be a CEO, but do it with the conviction of the gift that you were born with, which is to take it and balance it out um, in the way that it should be not take it and say, ha, I could do it too. Okay, great. You're here, but this company is still producing nothing good. So I hope that makes sense, but that's something that I know Daniel and I have talked about in regards to gender roles is sometimes there can be a little bit obscure, and I think obscurity obviously is something that has led us astray many times, but in this case, this is why this sort of occult conversation is being de-occulted by Daniel, so fancy that he is with his words that I really appreciate him kind of explaining both sides of the coin, but also what to really understand Um, that's coming hopefully from your own will not from someone else's that's the that's the issue that i i've seen with with gender roles yeah no you make a great point man because um again we're um we're 100 percent about you know equality in the workplace um but what we want to see with this equality in the workplace is with these new females that are getting to these executive positions like bring in that holistic side make us better you know, we're so, that male energy is very cutthroat. Like the female was always there to guide the male to the light. So like if there was a competition between males and females, females were better. You know what I mean? Like you guys were always above, females were always above yeah, males. Yeah, don't come down to our level. Go, don't come down to this dirty, you know, like ruler rep measuring contest. Like, so we we really want to see, again, females in these positions, taking these positions, um, but bring on that holistic, more 
wider understanding. Help us make this transition into this new era, um, especially if that's what you want to devote your life to. And you have this, you have such an ability to give life. I mean, it doesn't have to be just another physical life. It could be a new life of how we handle business, how we operate commerce, but we need to have that sacred feminine. Don't sacrifice that sacred feminine to be in this mask, this toxic masculine competition. And again, this goes out to the men in these, these positions too. bring in that divine masculine, be that strong leader. Okay. But also have that holistic side with you too. So really we need to have, again, balanced individuals and, where we where uh, I think what we're really trying to address at that aspect was right now in commerce um, and how economics work, it's it's dominated by toxic masculinity. So it's not only the women who are in those positions now that need to uplift it. It's also the men that are in that position that need to uplift it. And we need to start seeing, you know, there is bigger gains than, you know, if making safer products, making products that are not harmful. Um, you know, we made the example about how like a car company will decide whether it's going to do a recall of a part depending on is it going to spend more money in court or is it going to spend more money doing the recall so if it's going to spend less money in court than it would be to do the whole recall the car company will actually just be like you know what let's just settle all the claims that come to us in court that means that people are going to die because you were needed to save us maybe at the end of the year of you know a couple thousand dollars um that's insanity that's again, that's that toxic masculinity, the the separation from that holistic understanding. And where we're moving to with this whole age of Aquarius is this whole unified field, unified understanding of each other and really getting that connection, understanding that even though we physically um, are separate, when it comes down to it, we're really actually all connected. So we really need strong, balanced females and strong, balanced males to be the future of these industries and make sure that we are, you know, taking care of the planet, make sure we're taking care of each other, make sure we're getting away from slave labor. Um, we're transcending all these problems, but we're not going to transcend these problems if we're just doing the same causes that got us into those problems. So again, when we go down to causality, what we're really looking for is we just need more balanced individuals in these positions that are going to make more holistic style understandings. And again, it might hurt um, the end of the year numbers, but will the end of the year numbers matter if we make each other all extinct? It's like, no, they're not going to matter at all. So it's really important that we understand that. And, you know, one thing is, um, you know, one thing is, is too, we need to understand too, like where our strengths were and how important that was. So, um, you know, one of the things that was um, really unique with um, like ancient Egypt or what they would call Kemet, because that's what Egypt was called back then, is if you ever look at the Egyptian temples and the Egyptian statues, I should say, the um, pharaohs will usually have like long hair or it looks like actually hair on them, um, which is like those side pieces. And that's to represent that they had like a strong sacred feminine energy. And um, this is also why judges in Europe would wear wigs and stuff. This is, again, this is for that sacred female energy to kind of show that they're balanced mm -hmm. individuals. Um, so we really need to use each other's strengths. Um, even in the Native American before um, – you know, the invasion of Europeans into our country that we live in now, um, there was this great um, council of 
the Native American um, at these tribes, there'd be these great councils, and it was the chiefs were men, but the only people that could vote on the chiefs were the women. So the women were they let the men do the arguing and like the you know the, the all this stuff. But if you did not obey holistic, sacred understanding and make it a safer place and make it unifying for everybody, you got voted out. But the men were not allowed to vote. They were the leaders, but they were not allowed to vote on the leaders. Um, and again, that could have been flipped. It could have been the males voting on the females. But either way, it's just showing that that energy is very important. And we don't want to lose track of that. You know, the powerful women in Egypt weren't powerful women in Egypt because they just started acting like men. They embodied that divine masculine and they kept their sacred feminine. And with that, they were earth movers, right? Because when they embody those and they become complete, they really have the ability to give birth to the future, right? And that's why, again, strong women are so important and strong men are so important. And that's why we're all about this Know Thyself podcast, because this is just about self-discovery, self-understanding, and making sure we are all the strongest we can possibly be. Because if you're not strong enough, somebody else has to carry your weight. And that's that's good for nobody. For nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Like I say, walking the, the middle path and understanding these principles will help you sort of pick your battles and not lose energy that could be done for good rather than for, I guess, a misguided uh, approach to, to making a point. You know, um, again, I'm not here to to pick on anybody or anyone who feels the need, um, they need to represent their, their gender. I just, once again, as Daniel's saying, I'm just reiterating at this point, it's just walking the middle path, you know, like we all need each other. So let's find what makes that balance actually, um, you know, come out as Daniel's saying, or as we were trying to explain, impregnating that idea so that when the idea is actually produced, it is done in the best intention. So going from a a male over into a female and having the ability to, you know, reach what you desire, but the proper thing that you're looking to seek, not the, not this, uh, you know, object, you know, as Daniel and I were talking about the secret, it's like, okay, well, that's just like a watered down version of what you could get, but why not know how to get exactly what you'd actually need? Mm -hmm. In the best way possible, and you know, hopefully in a, in a in a way with with good intentions. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that's that's a great point to put it. And again, this all all this stuff ties back together with what we've been talking about. Um, we had a great response again about that cause and effect episode, um, and again, a lot of responses like, "How do I put this causality into uh, motion?" And this is how we put that causality into motion really using that subconscious mind and just really, if your subconscious mind records everything that you're a part of, this also makes you want to be aware of being the watchdog of what is going into your mind. Okay. Um, If your mind's recording everything, even though you don't know it, that means a negative media ad that maybe comes up on your Facebook feed. Um, your your mind is putting that, your subconscious mind is recording everything. So everything that you kind of come across, um, your mind re- is actually recording. Um, so this is also why you want to be really conscious about the stuff you watch on TV, um, any kind of media you're putting into yourself. If it's negative and hateful, it's going to have an effect on you. Um, and it's very powerful. So one, one thing you want to be aware of is um, in the... In America, we have, um, obviously, we have Hollywood, which is really one of the only industries we have left that's um, kind of like stands on its own. 
Um, but we have a, in Hollywood, we actually have um, a good chunk of the movies that come out are horror movies. And they're usually based on like some kind of like psychopath killer or something like this. This is fascinating because this is something you want to be aware of. Horror movies don't make back the money that they're invested into them. Okay, so nor do they have the watchability, the rewatchability of let's say like a comma comedy or like a beautiful drama like um you know like um to kill a mockingbird or um Shawshank Redemption, right? Those movies they're so powerful you can almost like rewatch them. Even a great horror movie that has like a really good story there's a very small group of people that will rewatch those movies. Um, and horror movies, they don't make ticket sales as much as like a comedy and, or even like an action movie. And the question is, well, why is it that we're making so many horror movies? Horror movies are literally made for the trailer because even though you're not going to see this movie, they are imposing this kind of image or this this even idea onto your subconscious like somebody could come into your house and kill your entire family or if you go camping this could happen to you they're not really worried about making their return of investment back because again this is an industry that sells fear so they're going to make it from other aspects in the economy if you're scared and this is something that we kind of have to be aware of so horror movies are actually made to just create fear into the subconscious because again, a trailer might only be 30 seconds long, but they know they got you when you're at the movie theater to go see another movie or when you're waiting to watch a YouTube video, they'll show you like the beginning of it. Right. And what does that subconsciously do to you? Next time you see a clown, you're like totally freaked out because of the little, little scene that you saw. So again, just be aware of what they're trying to present to you. Okay. Be aware of when there's a, actually an, an event that happens. Why are they showing me these same images? Why is, what are they trying to impregnate into my subconscious? Okay. What they're trying to impregnate you in this is just distrust of your neighbors. Um, you know, distrust in man, like, oh, well, you know, if, if there's a person that would kill me with a hockey mask and a, and an ax, how do I trust anybody? You know, so it kind of gives us that understanding of like, oh, I picked up this hitchhiker and then he killed me, right? Well, like 30 years ago, hitchhiking in America was like the way you got around if you didn't have a car, but like nobody will do it anymore. And if you actually look at the amount of people that that actually happened to, it's a super small number, but Hollywood picked up on it, started making movies about it. And now all of a sudden you can't even hitchhike in America, um, which is really unique because in America, uh, it's not like other country, like... Um, other countries, we, we're, we're very based on cars. We don't have public transportation like other countries have. We're not as organized. We don't have like big cities and I'd have cool subways and stuff, but we live in the Southwest. Like it's, it's just trash. Like I've lived in, I've, you know, I've traveled and stuff. Public transportation is such this amazing process, but we don't really have those resources. You need a car to survive in America. And it like took that whole thing off. So They'll impregnate us with ideas. And again, this is a billion dollar industry that they're putting money into that they're not even seeing a return of investment on. So maybe they're getting a different investment back. Maybe it's not actually cash, but maybe it's fear. And then you really start thinking about it. And you're like, well, what other times are they kind of pumping fear into me? And all you really got to do is like turn on the news or turn on anything, scroll through your Facebook feed. But this is all about being the watchdog of what comes into your mind. Okay. So really being aware of everything that's coming in mind because your subconscious records everything, 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 everything. And it's always on and it's always recording. So 
you, that's what your conscious mind is also aware. It's not also aware of like being consciously aware, but also what consciously aware that it wants to reject and kind of be the watchdog of your mind. And really you want to, you know, this is why it's so important to even like hide notes around the house that are like positive notes to yourself, or maybe setting it like on your alarm on your phone when you get up in the morning, writing a positive message, um, even hiding beautiful pictures or pictures of like, you say you go on this like great vacation, download those pictures, print them up, hide them around your house, hide them in your sock drawer, put them in pants that you're not going to wear till next winter. So you actually find that thing, have a ticket sub from a concert, put that in the back of a pair of clean pants or something. So you can relive these things. And that's what you want to imprint onto your subconscious, not this like negative social engineering doo-doo that they kind of present to us. Um, so just kind of food for thought, but we're always, um, like we said, um, we're in this together and that's, uh, it's such an honor to be on this journey with you guys. Um, but we, these are just stuff that we've kind of learned and this is what we're kind of aware of. And again, we're just kind of trying to share it and hear your response and kind of go from there. Yeah, no, well said. And, and that's like, uh, take what Daniel just said previous to just now. So explaining, pop culture and, and movies and all that stuff and, and horror movies, this will probably make more sense along the way once you understand these principles, because then you'll see these cues on everything. You'll just go, oh, this is why this was implemented here. This is why I can't you know, reach this objective because this objective was sold to me. It's not real. And as far as in the plane of existence that we're in right now, but we we've been sold that it's real. Therefore, we chase after it. And never really reach it, you know, even though we've seen it, what we thought with our own eyes in the physical world, you'll understand that it's unattainable because again, someone else sold it to you. So, so again, hopefully this will be sort of a compass for that uh, while we're all on this journey is to kind of pick up what's real and, and what really has been manufactured for you to think this is where I need to put my energy on. But, uh, well, that's all I got to say. Yeah. No, again, thanks guys for joining us. Keep on the responses on Instagram or sending messages via uh, our website. And again, we're going to keep pumping out these videos. Um, hopefully we'll get some more blog posts up and then really exciting. Eddie and I have some video projects that we, um, we're going to be working on um, that we really think will help kind of explain these principles. And then we can kind of go into a little bit more detail as well. Um, so again, if there's something that you guys have that you're like, hey, I really want you to do the first video on this, send it our way. We are very mutable. Absolutely. Now I'm excited for the visuals that will come with um, all this information um, to basically help you digest it the way I like to really take in information, which is with visuals. So yeah. Yeah. And Eddie's uh He's a very pretty videographer. So some pretty <laughs> video, just as pretty as he's a person. Make he's a, brown a very and blush. pretty videographer. Um, so we're excited to kind of really expand this out and kind of get this art form going with you guys. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, until next time. Until next time.